Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Green Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. And as always, I am grateful to the listeners from around the world who tune into the show and call in and ask kind of personal questions. I find them very courageous, and I just want you to know that if you're a caller and you call in or you have before, thank you so much because thousands of people listen to what your question is and the answers that you receive and your response back to them, and it helps them too. So thank you so much for doing that. Today on the show, we are having Jane Charbonneau, who's um, visiting us actually from, I thought it was Michigan, but it says on here that you are actually from Ontario. London, Ontario, about two hours west of Toronto. Wow, that's a long ways away. It is a long ways away. (laughs) So Jane is a practicing veterinarian with over 20 years of experience. She has been able to see firsthand the power of the bond between people and their pets, as well as the power that thought has to allow for profound healing in patients for which medically little hope could be given. These special pets and their people were the catalyst that started Jane's journey into learning as much as she could about quantum physics, one of my favorite things in the world, by the way, and healing through energy. These techniques have led to working with Reiki, shamanic journeying, to access the immense amount of help that is available in the unseen realms. Her distance healing technique is her own combination of visualization, intuition, Reiki, and shamanic practice to make for a very unique way to offer alternative healing. Jane says that her desire has always been to have her patients healed after 20 years of using your left brain logic, right? Um, She's now fully allowing the intuit right brain to brain to participate and you love the way this helps you serve animals and people and that you feel privileged to do the work jane divides her time between veterinarian practice which is quite amazing and distance healing of pet energy healer as well as developing practice in reiki and shamanic healing locally around her home so welcome it's so wonderful to have you here thanks marie thank you for having me you bet and one of the things that i love are people who work in the medical field who then begin to open up to energy medicine Um, i find that fascinating because you get to bring all your knowledge and all that common sense and what someone may need medically if they do along with the intuitive part and the ability to move energy. So when did that happen? You've been in practice as a veterinarian for 20 years. So when did you kind of go, what's this quantum physics thing? Mm, um, I've been asked that and I've tried to, to kind of pinpoint something specific. And I don't think there was a specific aha moment. Hmm. I think it, it has come gradually step by step, inner work starts first. And then um, it, it's funny because the, the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And sometimes those teachers are books, and that's what they've been for me, is I'd be ready for a next step, and I'd hear something on the radio, or I'd read something, and there's my next book, and and I would follow, follow the path that way. Um, in the last few years, probably the last three or four, I, I, I've almost had a physical 
sense on the right side of my my head that hello right side of the brain you've done left brain for 40 some years right brain right brain and it was a very physical sensation of needing to work on the intuitive side and the first thing that came to me along those lines was you know when you're leaving your house and you know there's something you're supposed to have with you that day right that, that feeling or that voice for me it was always a voice you're forgetting something you're forgetting something <laughs> and I would ignore it and inevitably I would regret having ignored that voice because half an hour from home oh I forgot my umbrella or rats I needed that or whatever it might have been and so I started listening to the voice and that then opened the doors to hearing other things because then the universe says, oh, she's actually listening. <laughs> so now we can send her things. And uh, then I was introduced to Reiki and then through that shamanic journeying and the books and learning associated with that. And it just more opens and more opens and more opens and then, and then more comes in. And oh, I just yeah. love that. What yeah. a great description. I, I yeah. love what you said about, you know, letting yourself be more aware of the sounds or the impressions of the yeah. universe, because that's really what it's all about. It's there for every single one of yeah. us, right? I agree. Whether yeah. we do it personally, professionally, yeah. or hopefully both, yeah. regardless of what our profession is, yeah. right? Oh, that's really yeah, exciting. Exactly. So that was a few years ago, uh, several yep. years ago, you that said. several years ago. And then did you start working with your pets um, at the clinic or your practice uh, more energetically? Um, Sneakily is kind of how I've done it, I, I would say, on the sly. Uh, not everyone is open to this still, right? right? We are still in a world that is very left brain and prove it to me attitude. And you can't prove this stuff. You mm -hmm. have to believe it's there, have faith that what you're getting is real, mm -hmm. and know that you can do it. And mm -hmm. and if you're open to it. So um, so no, in, in my in my practice, it's done. I do it. I, I send energy and I, and I have it intention and I and I send that with love but it, it's not talked about I, <laughs> yet <laughs> not yet I yes, think that's yeah. gonna be changing I think, yeah, I think I'm coming out of the closet <laughs> with this show today so to speak <laughs> yeah and, and then you do have another practice that is your mm -hmm. energy healing practice and you ca you call it pet energy healing pet energy healer.com is the website and um, it, it's I, it people are not excluded from that I want your listeners to know oh, that's that too. lovely but yes if if people have a need or, or a question, I can do either. My um, my attachment, or I guess... Because um, you love animals. Yeah, I mean, I come <laughs> at this from an animal perspective. I've right. always had a bond, and I've always had... Um, attachment's not the word. It's not coming to me, but... A, um, a facility with animals and, mm -hmm. a, and, a, and an attraction to them and, and an right. ability to work with them. Right. So, so that's where I come from. I think it's really yeah. an attraction because I have people who bring their pets in. My, so I'm having the opposite experience, you know, mm -hmm. like um, yeah. I have people come in in my office and they, sometimes they bring their dogs. Mm -hmm. and, you know, someone's in the car. They haven't been feeling well. Can I bring them in? You know, yep. and I'll lay hands on them. And, yeah. and I love doing that, but I am so attracted to the human race. Yeah. You know, I exactly. can't get my eyes off of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, so the flip sort of the other side of the coin of what I do, because for me, the animals are, are what's on the top of the coin, and the people would be an underside of that. That's and I don't lovely. have an aversion to working no. with people, but you because that's part of being a veterinarian is, I used to say it's 90% people and 10% animals, <laughs> because the, if because my people, my clients, have to open the door and let me do what I'm allowed to do on their pets. It's not a, you know, that, that has to be there. There has to be an agreement and an understanding and uh, 
and a faith in each other, right? Oh, yeah, so, that's beautiful yeah. what you just said. That's yeah. gorgeous. So you seek, secretly are blowing energy into your practice, and then yeah. in the quiet of the whatever, when you're not in your practice, yeah. you're doing distance work. Yeah, I do distance healing. And, wow. Uh, um, and it's it's evolving, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It feels great. Um, the feedback is awesome. I think people are, are getting something from it. And uh, and I think the other reason I like it, or that I'm getting you know so much enjoyment from it, is that coming at veterinary medicine from a left brain perspective, there's there's a it's a stepwise process. We start here, we go to here. If if then we go here, which, whichever direction the information takes us. But with with the intuitive work, I'm not controlling that. Right. That I that's not you can go anywhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I get guided to to pictures and feelings and words and and I just relay what I get. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not always be exactly what my clients are expecting at that time. It may come later. Um, and healing comes on. It can be a physical level, and often right. that's why people are contacting me is for a physical healing. But it could be an um, an emotional issue. It could be an intellectual issue. It could be a spiritual healing. We don't know what we're going to get. Right. Um, so I have to let go of this is the outcome I want because I may not get that. Yes, that's so, very true. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. have to get out of the way. Exactly. And yeah. allow whatever's supposed to be there. And exactly. isn't it surprising yeah. when you do? I'm always yes. surprised with what comes from. Yes. shocked like yeah. nobody could make this up you no, know <laughs> exactly and and i have said that too i've been in in a meditation and, and in a journey and getting information and my left brain is saying what's that supposed to mean where's that coming from and that doesn't fit and the right brain is saying time for you to be quiet now this is not the time for you to be talking and, and, and we'll think about it later if we have to but it's not a time for thinking it's a time for receiving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I just I ask permission to relay what I get and 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 just relay what I get and so you know you're working yeah. distance on pets and yes. then I'm assuming you're communicating with the pet while you're doing the session yes and then you're probably yep. taking notes Yes. And then you're talking to the owner afterwards. Yes. The way it, it works for me, I don't, um, at least not yet, get information in real time like mm. you do. I, I don't have that instant access. What I do is I do a shamanic journey for mm. that animal first. And I'm just asking for guidance on how best to help. Um, sometimes I get one type of, of healing recommended. Other times I get others. Lately, I've been just told to, to go into the light, become my light body. And then the left brain comes in because what I do is I go into the anatomy of the problem area, mm-hmm. follow that down to the microscopic level and go into the quantum level where everything is just vibrating light. That's all it is. That's all it is. Take the chair you're sitting in, the table we're looking at, a tree, a human body, it doesn't matter. It all goes down to vibrating light. And when I get there, sometimes I will see uh, normal, what I think is normal, bright, shining, shimmery light. And then I see areas that are duller, like mm-hmm. like the, all the light bulbs aren't on. Mm-hmm. And I work on trying to make those areas brighter. And at the same time, I'm getting intuitive information and messages and pictures and so I'm, I'm busy when I'm there I'm quite busy sounds like you're doing fantastic <laughs> sounds amazing and beautiful it 
Very much so. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful. So yeah. we are live on the air today with Jane Charbonneau. I think I'm saying that correctly. Very well done. Thank you so much. <laughs> and she's a veterinarian and visiting us from far away. <laughs> and we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And we, when we come back, she'll be happy to take your calls. So if you have problems about your pets, feel free to give us a call. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn Merritt's Healing from Within series can now be purchased on DVD. This four-part interactive series was filmed live at their weekend workshops. The DVDs include medical and energetic insight, as well as informative tools you can use for a lifetime. Chakra exercises and dietary guidelines are included. The first two DVDs on detoxification and heart health are available now through Marie's website, www.energyintuitive.com. Coming soon are the Brain Health and Hormonal System DVDs. Purchase your copy today and get started on your own healing process. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle talking to Jane Charbonneau, who's a veterinarian visiting us all the way from Ontario. That's so exciting. And she is also an energy healer for pets. And she's talking to us about energy medicine and her experiences. And, and you can call us and ask us ask her a question about your pet. I know that you would love that. And this you're the very first um, pet healer I've ever had. Awesome. Yeah, you're the very first one. You know, I work in the healing world and all of that good stuff. So for whatever reason, I just haven't found someone that I really felt I wanted um, to have on the show. You're the very first one. So well, there's welcome. a nice compliment. That just made my day, Marie. Oh, how exciting. Very nice. And it's perfect she's on the show here on Veterinarian's Day, right? <gasps> Is it really? Actually, no. It, 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 <laughs> I got guy. confused for a second. It's, it's Veterans Day. So, oh, of course, I'm so we, gullible. Uh, <laughs> we want to, vets, though, you know, vets, yes, vets helping vets. Yeah. We want to give a big shout out to all our veterans out there. All of our there, veterans, yeah. Yeah, every single one of them, even the four legged kind. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. Very good point. And uh, if you want to call into the show today, I just want to give the numbers out before we take our first caller. You can at 425-373-5527. That's our local number. And uh, toll free at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And who do we have on the phone for us? Well, we've got uh, Kristen on the line calling from Seattle right now. She's got a question about her dog. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Hi, Marie. Hi, Jane. Nice to meet you. I'm so you. excited to have animal people on here. I know, what isn't a, it cool? What a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, you know, I just happened to, I'm home crippled today, so when oh, I saw your post and I thought, I've got to call in. So my guy, who I've had for almost a year, Marty McDougal. <laughs> awesome. A, um, he's, a, he's a lovely dog. He's Bernese, Aussie, and uh, Border Collie. So he's a, he's a bigger size dog, but we are going through, I cannot for the life of me figure out what's going on. 
um, some type of allergy that he's just itching, 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 itching. And I've, um, you know, he's on raw food. He, I refuse to put that toxic crap on him for fleas. Um, I have hardwood floors. He does go to work landscaping with me daily, so he could bring stuff back, but I have yet to find one on him. Okay. So I, uh, Okay. Um, it, it's, um, keep in mind that this advice, that if I give you advice today, it's, it's not based on a physical, I don't have a full history, that sort of thing. So yeah, the, no, 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 I totally yeah. understand. No, no blood ad- draw. Yeah, no blood draw, <laughs> yeah, no needles, <laughs> nothing physical. Um, so it, it won't counter any advice that your own veterinarian gives you. Yeah, no. Um, fleas are tricky and, um, especially if if you have uh, issues associated with the treatments and perfectly understandable i don't want to discount that at all um and allergies i would certainly wonder if you've got a dog that's that itchy by the sounds of it um and that's an immune overreaction so if mm-hmm. um if i get uh, requests about that in terms of the energy healing then that's what i work on i go to the immune level and try to calm things down um, from a traditional perspective, um, big dog, big hair coat, you might have trouble with it, but if you're willing to bathe, <coughs> excuse me, um, there are shampoos that can be very soothing to sick skin, and that might be something to ask your veterinarian about. Uh, mm-hmm. Non-toxic, because those are not, I'm not talking insecticidal shampoos, mm-hmm. I'm talking in terms of oatmeal-based shampoos and um uh, shampoos that have things in them that help to correct the imbalances in the skin. Because when your skin's that itchy, it's not right. It's not It's not right on an oil level. It's not right on a skin turnover level. Uh, all of those sorts of things. And there are some really good shampoo products that can help. Um, that's at least, you know, a starting point for you if you're trying to stay away from the... Uh, from the uh, actual flea treatment. Now, if that's what he has is a flea allergy dermatitis, you may have to bite the bullet and do some flea treatment. Um, One or two fleas on a flea allergic dog can be misery making, really, Mm -hmm. really bad stuff. And I've I've tried all the like I I mean I've got lavender oatmeal shampoo I've got the yep. citrus I mean I've done I bet I've spent four hundred dollars in the past few months just trying you know different things yeah. for him yeah. he also has a lot of fatty cysts on him he's a little bit older dog seven yeah. or eight mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering if there's any correlation with that energetically if he's not you know itching at those somehow or I think sometimes okay. it's when we're so close, like I, I learned from Marie, I, I do Reiki and energy healing and, Good. um, but I just don't, I, I just don't see it. I think it's too close to me. Yeah. And I hear you. I have a hard time working on my own animals. They actually usually get up and walk away <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, quite quickly. They have about a 30 second tolerance That's and then they leave. Funny. <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah. So I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fatty lumps maybe on an energetic level it's hard to say that's something I'd do a shamanic journey for because that's okay. when I can't and answer I questions that. like that then I would go go in with the intention that you want to know if there's any link between the fatty lumps and the allergic reaction and see what you get that's mm-hmm. the fascinating part of doing that work is you just go in going alright I got a question let me see what you give me and trust in what you get because it's going to be real alrighty well, we wish you the best of luck with that. And just on a side note, Kristen, try not uh, to worry so much. 
because I, I think that affects, you know, like it affects children when their parents worry too much. And I know how much you love animals because I know I you. am a worrier, Marie. Yeah, I, I know. You know, so so maybe if you not don't worry about him so much, maybe he'll calm down. Maybe his immune system will relax a little bit, and could we be see that yeah. inflammation die down. <laughs> no, that's that's good advice. That's very good yeah. advice. Well, I thank you both and have a wonderful day. You too. You're very welcome. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, I, I, so you have dogs as well, Jane? I, I can't. How can you be a veterinarian and not have animals? <laughs> I mean, unless you've got an allergic person in your home. And I actually am not very nice to my husband, who's, <laughs> who's with me today and has allergies. Uh, he tolerates my pet obsession quite nicely. I, I have two dogs and two cats. Oh, but that's nice. the limit. There is a limit. Any more than that, and I'd have, I'd just have a shelter. It would be too many. Oh, it yeah. just sounds like fun. It is fun. Yeah, yeah it sounds it wonderful. So who else do we have on the line, Eric? Now let's talk to Donna calling from Seattle, who's got a question about her cat. Oh, great. Hi, Donna. Hi, Hi. Donna. Hello. Hello, Hello. Donna. Hi. So what can we do for you? Well, my cat um, is, um, she's pooing in the house. Oh, that is so not fun. No. Okay. And I have a litter box. I finally brought in a litter box. She's an in-and-out Cat. She has a cat door, and I finally brought in a litter box, which she pees in, but she won't poo in it. Okay. Uh, is this a one-cat home or more than one cat? One cat. Okay. Do you have other pets or just her? Just her. Okay. And how old is she? Four years. Oh, she's just young. Yeah, she's a baby. When yeah. did it? When did it start? Well... That's a good question, isn't it? Um, I, wa- I want to say a year ago. It's not all the time, though. Okay. And is is it normal stool? It, it is now. It didn't start out that way. It, what I'm thinking was going on is that when she had, she's had some um, runny, bloody poo, and when that showed up, then she would poo, and I would see it, and then we'd do something about it. But lately, it's not. It's just perfectly fine. Okay, and do you find it in specific places, or could it be anywhere? Pretty much one or two different places. And those are where? Um, One is on, I have a bench in the dining room, and one is there, and one is on the rug by the front door. Okay, the rug by the front door makes sense to me. The bench, maybe or maybe not. Do you entertain a lot? No. Okay. Um, Ah. Inappropriate elimination, which is what you have, is um, a tough problem because it could be a medical problem and look like what you're seeing, and it could also be a behavioral problem and look like what you're seeing. So um, most of the time, we're doing a process of elimination to make sure that it's not a, a treatable medical problem. So that's the first place to start, and I would imagine you probably have to some degree. If it's a behavior component... Uh, or a behavior problem, then the the areas they choose are typically areas that have a reasonably high person odor to them. So carpets and rugs and entryways are common because that's where your boots and shoes and sock feet are a lot. Bath mats can be common for that reason as well. Beds, again, because you spend 8 to 10 hours a day in there and there's lots of body odor there as well. So, um, so those areas can be... Um, special spots for cats that are having issues. The behavior reasons for that are typically stress-related, and that's why I was asking you about uh, other animals in your home 
other cats. Uh, it's it sounds like you don't have a lot of people in your home, or do you? No, not really. Okay, then then we don't have changes that way. But people will come to me with. I've I've just had a baby in the last few months and my cat is doing this or I were, I'm going through a divorce and my cat has started doing this or that was the trigger initially. So those are things to analyze if you haven't already. Okay. Um on an energetic basis, I would go to I this is a this is a wonderful opportunity to do a journey because um because then I can go specifically to your cat and ask. I can, you know, what's up? What is there something specifically bothering you? Sometimes it's other cats that are outside that they can't keep out of their yard, and that's stressing them. Things like that, and that's beyond your control typically. Um, but at least I get information that way to try and guide the distance healing if that's the way that I go with a particular client. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So hopefully that's helpful. I kind of came at it traditional and untraditional, and and, um, and again, it's complicated. You, you don't have a real simple problem typically when you've got a cat doing what you're doing, which yeah. is, you know, not a lot of encouragement for you today. I apologize for that. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. It's, it's Thank a, you. You're, you're welcome. All Thank right. you. Okay. Have a great day. And who else do we have, Eric? Next, we're going to talk to Patty in Seattle. Hi, Patty. Hi, Hi Patty. Hi there. I'm calling about my, uh, she's a yellow lab, she's 16, her name is Chaz, and uh, I know she's getting older, and as we all get older, we (laughs) kind of have have issues. 16 is good. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, It is. 16 16 years old for for a large breed dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's doing pretty good. Um, She's kind of losing control of her bowels, and um, I've been letting her in and out like almost every hour on the hour when I'm home. And um, she just kind of like goes out and doesn't really do anything until she comes back in the house, and then she got <laughs> okay. And and is this this is uh, again bowel movements or is this a urinary yes, uh, issue? This is a bowel uh, movement oh, issue. Oh, actually both. Okay, she's doing both right now. Okay, um, isn't this fairly common as animals age? It it yes yes it can be um, and and in a dog that old I would wonder about something called cognitive dysfunction ah um, which in olden days with people was called dementia um, we don't usually use that word um, as much with people and and not so much with dogs because it's 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 not technically the same sort of issue but we what we see is the same confusion uh, loss of ho- of house training is a very common sign associated with that and at her age that may very well be what you're dealing with um there are some medications recently that can help with that. There's a new diet out called mm. BD. I think it stands for brain diet. It's made by the science diet people. Um, no, I'm not related to them in any way. That's not a plug. <laughs> um, they're the only one, I think, that makes a diet like that. But again, your veterinarian would know better. Um, uh, the other, a behaviorist may be able to help you, and there are actually veterinarians who have gone on and done residencies and specialties in behavior. And uh, it's not just doggy training. It's not come, sit, stay stuff. It's reshaping and, and trying to bring that training back on board. Um, on an energetic level at 16, I wonder if Chaz might be you know, know. kind of in the gray zone, that's right? A, do I stay? Like do I not? To go. Yeah. yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I heard a vet say once that, it, you know, they um, ask you, particularly with dogs, you know, what are your dog's 10 favorite things to do? And when it gets down to three, yeah. then that's an, a good 
you know, moment yeah. in time to consider yeah. Um, yeah. helping them pass. Yeah. And that, what's, yeah. what's and your, is that your feeling too, Donna? That, or sorry, Patty, I apologize for that. I oh, actually that's, even that's wrote okay. your name yeah, down. That's, kind <laughs> that's of, terrible. kind of what I was thinking. Um, yeah. I lost my husband about three years ago. Oh. And she's kind of been going downhill. Well, when okay. I came home and found him on the floor, she Ooh. was laying next to him with her head on his back. Oh, okay. so sweet. And wow. so, yeah, they were very, very much um, together. And yeah. She's just kind of, and I know everybody goes to grief. I mean, certainly I've yeah. gone through it, and I know she's gone through it. But Absolutely. It just seems like she's gone downhill a lot faster that way. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it made that, I mean, intuitively, that's my sense. And at her age, she's she's well past average, in quotation marks, for a, a dog that large. Yeah, way so, past, yeah. 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 So she may oh, be yeah. one foot on both sides at this point and, and not real sure which way to go. And trying to get your oh. attention, like, hello. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes well, they I, I need. I certainly to, don't want her to go. No, oh, oh no, you do not. We're, we are never logically ready to let our friends go ever. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, emotionally, logically, we can get there. Logically, we can run through the whole list. She's not happy anymore. She doesn't eat as well anymore. She's got arthritis. She's not moving. I mean, you can make the whole logical list on on the left brain. Your right mm-hmm. brain is never going to be ready to let her go. Oh yeah. Ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. Believe me, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. You know, and I think she's staying for you. You know, that's the other thing I was going to say is sometimes they're waiting for our permission and won't go until they know we're going to be okay and that we're we can let them go. Um, I talk to my clients about this at end of life all the time is that is that medically I may be able to tell you that your dog is ready to go, but you also need to be ready to let her go. There's there are, you know, both of those go into making that decision. Yeah. And, you know, and with your spouse being lost, um, I'm sure the dog is right there trying to hang on as long as yeah. as he can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. You both thank have been you. very, very helpful. You're have very welcome. Day. Good luck. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and take another break here on the Remenu Cherry Show. And we are blessed to have Jane Charbonneau, who's visiting us from Ontario, who's a veterinarian and also an energy healer for pets and slash humans. So if you want to give us a call, you certainly can. And we'll be right back with the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. Sunday nights at 7 Pacific, we invite you to practice the art of constructive living with the help of experts in fields of personal transformation. We also love to explore enduring mysteries in the realm of the paranormal. It's something daring, something different after dusk, every time with the A-Team of Alternative Talk. Lighting the dark corners of your mind, it's a show like no other. Mastery and Mystery Rules on The Gary Man Show. Join us, won't you? Oh, far out. The Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet, has added a new day to its lineup. Tune in Tuesdays from noon to one to hear repeats of some of Marie's favorite shows. Past guests include Lisa Oz, Mike Dooley, John Holland, Dr. Christine Northrup, and more. Listen to popular show topics such as The Other Side, Past Lives, Spirit Guides, and The Paranormal. 
The Tuesday show will eventually go live, so keep listening to Marie's show on Thursdays to find out when. Spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle with the lovely Dr. Jane Charbonneau, who's a veterinarian and also an energy pet healer. So we're thrilled to have her all the way from Ontario. She is taking calls today, and it's been kind of a a poo-poo day. (laughs) We've had more questions (laughs) on poop, but, you know, that's a hard one. Well, that's why people are calling, because it's so frustrating, and it's so hard to try and get it fixed, and you go through all kinds of stuff. Like one of your callers said how much she spent on, this wasn't poo, but it was Right, right with like skin. You just, yeah. yeah, you just you just go through so much, so it, it's not unusual for those sorts of calls to or and questions as well as a veterinarian. I feel for everybody involved in those because the, it's complicated for everyone, the yeah. pets and the owners. It, you it's, know. I've said it often, and I I hope before I die it actually happens that <laughs> that I will hear their voice. Aww. You know, if they could talk, Aww. it would be so much easier. If they would just come in and say, "I'm pooping on the rug because," <laughs> right? Then I'm not spending diagnostic money. I'm not spending therapeutic money that's not necessarily working right. You know, that's all they need to you do. You are so sweet. Of well, course, that assumes that they know, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is true because <laughs> yeah. people will often, right? You think you know what's wrong with you when you go right. to your physician, right. but you don't. Always, no, so you're true. very good. If it's point, a medical Eric. thing, then yeah. they might not know. Yeah, you're right. Eric's a cat guy. I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a cat person too. Yeah. We love cats, and I recently, a year ago, I adopted two female. I mean, two male boys. Oh, interesting. Looks like we're getting a phone call here in the studio. You got to call the the listener lines if you want to call into the show, not the cell phone. Yeah, that would be my fault. <laughs> that was my fault. That's all right. That's a message, I guess. Yeah, right, right, a message right. from somebody. And that was your cat's calling. That was my cat. How can Faye call on the yeah. show? <laughs> yeah. And um, the interesting thing is I've had cats my whole life, and I've never been allergic to them. And I was allergic to these cats, which was crazy. Oh, wow. So I actually did I did a little research and yeah. put them on a grain-free diet, yep. and my allergies went away. It was crazy. It actually makes sense to me because if, if they were sensitive to something, and, and it's tough to figure that out, but that's often what I will do is I have said to clients, you know, go for, especially with some of the allergic dogs, try and get at least a wheat-free diet if you can. And that's not documented. That's not been studied and proven. That's just kind of a, you know, give it a try kind of idea. But if they're sensitive, then as I was saying earlier, their skin's not right. The oils aren't uh. right. The skin turnover is not right. And they could be releasing something in in their skin that if you contact you are sensitive to wow so if that was the issue and it fixed it then hey yeah I'm you're a veterinarian <laughs> <laughs> we'll just add that to the list that's that so adorable awesome so who do we have let's talk to jerry in issaquah right now hi jerry how are you i'm good i'm good i'm afraid i don't have a, a pet question but uh that's perfectly okay, Jerry. <laughs> it gives me a little. That's perfectly okay. That gives me a little bit of a break. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. I have a, a close family member who is uh, not working, of course, and has a um, has Graves' disease. Has what? I'm sorry. Going, excuse me. What does he have? I'm sorry. Graves' disease. Uh huh. Graves. Mm-hmm. Autoimmune. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just tied in knots with this whole situation. <laughs> I don't know if he's losing his home or mm-hmm. what. And mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to give you my perception, and you're probably not going to like it. So, you know, I, I, ju- I know. <laughs> and if you have tissue nearby, that'd be a great idea. And, um, and I usually apologize first before I say it so that you know that, um, you know, of course, I, I don't mean to make it more difficult. But um, when I look at this person, this person is sucking your energy. Literally. And, and you're letting this person do it, by the way. You know, no one can harm us or ruin our energy system or anything. I'm sure, I'm sure you've learned that a lot, Jane, through yes, all of this. absolutely. Right? That yeah. we allow people into our energy system. Mm-hmm. And so what's, what I see is a picture, uh, I see a circle of this, and I see this man in there. And I know he's having a hard time. He, you know, he feels broken. But this is not the first time he's felt broken, by the way. And I see enabling going on. So you, you're probably backing off someone or have been the last couple of years, and now he's hitting the bottom again in some way, maybe a new way. And, of course, you want to jump in and help him. And I'm not recommending it. I'm just, this is how he's going to figure it out. This is how he's going to be able to recognize that he needs to trust and listen to himself on, on a different level rather than using his energy to manipulate and try to get things done through being a victim. And, uh, and I know it's really hard because you're highly compassionate. You have a gigantic heart shock or you're leaking energy right now to him and probably other people, which is not great for your breast tissue or your heart muscle or your lymphatic system, your circulation, your thymus gland. You know, all of those things are being affected by that. And you've been tired lately and wiped out and exhausted. So um, I'm, I think the best word that you can use um, is no. Is, is absolutely no. You know, I have a brother who, um, I have four siblings actually, and one of my brothers has had a long history with um, um, drugs, you could say. And, uh, and of course, I love him to pieces, and he's doing actually a little bit better right now. He's kind of changed his formula. It's not as severe as it used to be. But when it comes, when I see him anywhere, like if he's out on the street or whatnot, I'll certainly give him a ride. I'll take him through drive through whatever, give him enough money for a bus, but that's it. I don't give him extra money because he doesn't know how to work things out in his life. And I, I don't mean to imply that this person that I'm talking about has a drug no. issue. He, he's not on drugs. Right. But it's he's manipulative and he chooses to be the victim. And he wants you and other people to save him. And I think but that's... how do I help him? You, you just love him from afar. You just give him hugs and kisses and tell him you love him. But that's it. We can't solve... Even though I could... I could afford to help him. I know, but it's, it doesn't help him. But what were, what were you going to say, Jane? I was going to say we can't solve the problems. We can't. If someone solves your problem for you, you don't have that solution. You're not going to stick with it. You need to, we each need to come up with our own way to deal with what we're dealing with. And all of this may be on a subconscious level for him, too. He may not be deliberately aware of what Marie's talking about. Um, so the only control that you have is over your response to that. And helping him in a smaller way is still helping him without necessarily solving all of his problems, so if that makes any sense. How do I get the knot out of my gut? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard one. one. You have to tell yourself that you're a wonderful person because you're you're judging yourself. You're assuming because you could afford to help him and you're not for good reasons, mm-hmm. in my opinion, um, even though you want to, you know, mm-hmm. that you're a good person. You know, reduce the guilt. Tell yourself that you're kind and you're compassionate. And in your kindness and your compassion, you're actually helping him more by not enabling him. And, and that's a hard one to learn. I, I know my mom, one of the reasons why my brother is doing better, not great, 
but better is because my mother finally changed the locks on the house and didn't allow him access to her home. And so he had to make different choices and that forced him to, to do things um, that were a little bit more um, healthier for him. So, um, so really you need to nurture yourself during this whole thing instead of nurturing him and everyone else like you always do. I would recommend that you use your dominant hand and um, use several fingers and tap mid sternum so that for like several minutes, maybe five times a day. So you'll stop the leak at the back of your heart chakra and, and tell yourself that you love yourself. Give yourself a hug. This is harder on you than it is on him. I can assure you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And Jane and I are sending you love. Lots of white light and healing for you, too. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much, Jerry, for calling in. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Now let's head east to New York and talk to Karina. Hi, Karina. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm sorry to comment. I don't have a cat animal issue. <laughs> don't apologize. That's quite fine. Hey, Jane's helping. <laughs> regardless, it's great. It's, it's the Marie Manu Cherry <laughs> Show, not the Pet Energy Healer Show. What can we do for <laughs> you? Thank you. Okay, I am in the process. I'm in a very tight situation in my life right now. And I'm in the, in the process where I need to make a decision regarding the way I'm supposed to live. Yeah. And um, there is an apartment that I'm focusing on, and I'd like to get some feedback from my guys as to whether this is the, the apartment I should be taking and if I'll be able to afford it. Yeah, well, it is all about money. I'll tell you that much. Your guys are talking to me about money and that you you have um, a bigger appetite than what you can afford, is what they're saying. Uh-huh. And so they're asking you to make decisions based on resources, certainly safety and comfort, but not so high on the comfort level. And they said that if you spend the next eight months being more frugal and you know pay off, if you have some debt, pay off some of the debt, start making a savings account, then you can go back to living a, a more of a comfortable lifestyle. But they said this is all about money. So if the apartment you're looking at is in your budget, affordable, and in a safe neighborhood, then yes, that would be a great idea. If it's outside your budget and you just love it and it's adorable and cute, no. Does that answer your question? Okay. Okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day in New York. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Bye-bye. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, so animals, I I just, I I find it fascinating because they are such healers themselves. Big time. (sighs) Big time. Um, And and I think some of us come to us specifically for a healing lesson. They do. Um, And I remember you saying this to me once, that they also have a choice that they choose us, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, they, and I, and I really do think they do. Um, and I had this lesson given to me, um, and it was a healing issue. Um, the best dog I ever, ever had. And this is a dog that is, is, is on the other side, but still with me. I see him all the time. Awesome dog, uh, was about five years old. He was going to be six in September. And in May, he developed a, an intestinal problem, had to go to surgery. <sighs> surgery didn't, didn't have the outcome I wanted and I had to let him go I had to help him cross over 
And I felt helpless and I felt I should have done more and could have done more and all of the things that my clients go through. <laughs> and, and this happened to me about 17 years into the profession. Wow. And it, it just, it, like, what an amazing, I'm still learning from the experience of that dog. It was wow. just amazing. And he hangs out with you. Oh, he hangs out. He's almost every journey, almost every healing. Oh. He's, he's around all the time. He's, oh. I, he's just, it's, it's a wonderful and that's the other thing about doing this work or opening to intuition is that there's such a profound sense in me now that that the souls I have lost in quotation marks are not lost no, to me they're, they're still right with there me. Yeah, yeah absolutely they follow you around they're and they help there. you yeah. yeah sometimes they're busy and right. then you know they're not always there but Freddie Freddie always has time <laughs> for me it's amazing oh I yeah. love that that's yeah. just beautiful so Eric who do we have on the line Right now, we're going to talk to Graham in Kirkland. Hi, Graham. Hi. Hi, Graham. Hello. I was calling about, um, I have an eight-year-old pug who has perfected peeing all over the place. (laughs) uh, Awesome word, perfected. (laughs) He's a master. And it's been going on from when I first got him. Wow. um, Yeah, it's it's quite a, a habit. An example of it is that I could put him outside. He will he will indicate when he wants to go outside, and then okay. you let him out and bring him back in, and within five minutes he'll have found somewhere to be. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and this and you've had him since he was a puppy, yes? Um, since two years old. Two he years was, old. Um, okay, that's ret- significant. Retired show pug. Okay, ah, that is significant. Um, because he needs a show. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's annoyed that he's but not being shown anymore. I have right? issues dressing up puppies. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So he did. He didn't choose a, a comparable owner in that regard then. Um, oh. <laughs> and I re- I understand that. I'm not suggesting that you do have to dress them up. It works for a lot of people, but it doesn't work for everybody. That's okay. Um, the two year adoption age could be very significant because the first thing I thought of when you called is this guy needs go to go back to square one for house training. Um, and, and the, the rules are pretty simple, um, but they're work for you. Uh, and that's where people, even with new puppies often have trouble because the basic rule is they don't get free access to your home until they are 100% reliable all the time, no freedom. And by that, that sounds harsh, but what I mean by that is he's not out of somebody's eyeballs until he's asking all the time reliably. And that might mean you've got to make supper, so he goes in his kennel. Or if he's not kennel trained, if that would uh, cause him to be quite distressed. He actually loves his kennel. Awesome. Then when you're making supper, when you're on the computer, uh, you got to take a phone call, you have to have shower time yourself, whatever, he goes in his kennel. And you get him out as often as you possibly can, which you probably are. Stay out until he goes. And you have two seconds to say to him that he's doing a good job until you're rewarding something else. So you have to be out there with him. You can't open the door and just let him go and hope he's going to do it because he's going to do it maybe, but he doesn't know that he's going to get a good reward for doing it. So you need to be out with him. Right there. He loves food, so okay. that will work. Food, Yay! Food, touch, and voice. Those are the three ways you can reward your dog, and you should mix it up so he doesn't know what's coming. 
But huh? don't forget the two-second rule that is essential. You need to be saying good, whatever word you want to use that's appropriate in public for him doing <laughs> his business outside. Some people say good right. business. That That's pretty general <laughs> and, and pretty politically correct. Um, but you, you need to be out there with him rewarding him. Uh, okay. And inside, he doesn't get freedom until he's reliably trained. And the caveat here is he may never be 100% 100%. Uh, yeah. Every dog I've had of the last three or four I've had has come to me at about six months of age. None of them have been properly house trained, uh, except one who's who's awesome, has other issues, but at least she does her elimination appropriately. Um, but one of the ones I have right now is is not 100% reliable. If I let him to have access to the basement laundry room periodically I will have presents down there. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's a joy. Yeah. <laughs> so so we baby gate the, ba- the downstairs. Wally is not allowed downstairs. And that's just going to be the basic rule for him as long as he's with us. Thank okay, you, well, Graham. Thanks. Yeah, that's Thank great you. advice. Good. I think you're going to have good success. That's wonderful. Yep, we'll implement that immediately and see what oh, happens. Sounds awesome. Good luck, Graham. Thank Thanks. you so much, Jane. That was so helpful. Very welcome. And how? who else do we have on the line, Eric? Well, now we've got Kirkland calling from Graham. No, I'm kidding. We've got... <laughs> We've got Kira calling from New Jersey. <laughs> Hi, Kira. How are you? Hello. Hello. We should. Hi. There we go. There she is. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, I just called for a general reading. Mm, mm-hmm. So a, a reading on your body or your being and things of that nature? Yeah. Just yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so here's, you've called before, haven't you, Kara? Have you yeah. called? Yeah, you have called before. And did I give you homework last time that you called? Oh, no, I, this is my first time This calling. is your first time. For some reason, you, fe- you feel repetitive to me. So in other words, I've heard you before, but I haven't, right? And you're, I haven't worked with you privately at home. So do you listen no. to, to the show a lot? Um, my mom actually listens to the show a lot. Mom. Like, so maybe so I'm reading called. your mother. Do you connect really strongly with your mom? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I have to disconnect from your mom <laughs> mm-hmm. to connect with you. So that tells me right away that you guys are a little too connected. And mm-hmm. I, I have daughters, and I would hate it if anyone said that to me because I just adore my daughters to pieces. Um, they're some of my favorite people in the world. Um, but energetically, I would love for you to, to disconnect from your mom a little bit. Um, okay. And not because the relationship is bad. I don't see that. But I feel like you are blossoming into this amazing being that you are. And you're, you have your mom's energy all around you. And it would be interesting to see how your energy is without hers. And it doesn't mean you can't come together and share energy. But when we walk away, like Jane and I are in the studio, we're sharing energy actually right now. We're even sharing our intuition. And it's we're having lots of fun. And there's all kinds of energy folding. When we separate, we're going to go back to our own separate energy systems. Because it's healthier for human beings to actually be in their own individual um, energy system. So uh, here's what you can do, because you're a very good visualizer. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love for you to close your eyes, do this for like three to five minutes every day for a while, like the next two months, like eight weeks, and imagine your auric field. So this beautiful, gorgeous, multicolored, multi-organized, you can be as creative as you want to, because it doesn't have to look structured the way I see it. You can just let it be beautiful colors and light all around you, extending about eight feet, really nine, um, 
feet all around you and you're in the center like an eggshell that surrounds you. And then I want, want you to think of your mother's energy system about three feet away from the outside of your auric field. And she's not bleeding energy into any of yours. So you're making a statement with a visualization, teaching your field how you want it to behave, and also encouraging that your mother's field has a boundary. Do you think you okay. could do that? Yeah. And then there's a phrase you could say when you're falling asleep at night, and you can just say it over and over, silently or out loud. And the phrase is, only those who are here for my highest good may remain in my energy system. Okay. Okay? And then I think mm-hmm. that there'll be this nice, you know, falling away and a less um, kind of holding on to your field. And then, boy, we're just going to have a blast seeing more of you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Yeah. Can I ask you one more thing? Quickly. Okay. Um, I was talking to my mom earlier, and I was letting her know that um, I'm getting to the age where, like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to be when I'm older and stuff. So I was thinking of becoming, like, a lawyer, and I wanted to, like, see if that was, like, a good way to go. If you want to study law, um, what I'm seeing for you is that you need to do more um, human rights law or potentially policy changing laws. You have very high integrity. And I don't mean to imply that lawyers don't have integrity, but it's kind of a game. When I look at, at the law, there seems to be some flexibility that happens that we pay lawyers to be flexible with the law. So, so for you, it's going to have to have something that has to do with human rights or policy changing or things of that nature. So certainly you could. You're bright and outgoing, uh, which would be great for trials, um, but you'll need to be, focus on something that has a lot of integrity. Okay? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. One more caller here. We've got Dinesha on the line calling from Redmond. Hi, Dinesha. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. I am calling about my five-year-old miniature schnauzer named Benny, and Benny has this. He has two. One a large one on his back that just burst. What can we do to help him not get so many cysts, and how can we help him um, stop the drainage of the one that has opened? And that hurts. I've seen that yeah. on a dog mm. before. Ouch. Sometimes they feel better once they've burst. Oh. It, it, it depends on, on exactly what it is. Has your veterinarian, your veterinarian knows about these? And, yes. Okay. Yes. And, and he has two right now. Okay. And have they given them a name that you can pronounce? Huh? Uh, no, just said, told us this. Cysts. Okay. Do they look, or before, the well, the one that is not burst and the, the before, ah, back up a second. Have they looked like? little pieces of pink cauliflower or are they more like round bumps they're round bumps underneath the skin okay that's fleshy and uh, okay and filled the fluid inside okay and uh how big um big as a pea okay all right Mm. that's that's the picture i had i just Mm. wanted to make sure that i wasn't off they're small yeah they're not big um they're probably oil gland cysts is that is that what your veterinarian has talked about or just said cysts Okay, they, so they may or may not be then. Um, the the when they burst, they usually will heal up and and be fine. Um, warm water, just basic first aid care. I, and I'm not a fan of putting polysporin or or things of that nature, which is a triple antibiotic ointment. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. we're doing. Right. Yeah, warm water and keeping it clean is is should have it dry up and start to look like it's healing within a day or two at the most. Okay. If that's not happening, you need to have it checked out because it could be something else now, even though it might have been a cyst at first. 
Okay. Um, we're not sure why animals make them in the first place, so it's a little hard to advise you in terms of, from a medical perspective, how to prevent them. From, a, from an energetic perspective, I might get all kinds of information about that um, because that may be something coming from internally, something that he's trying to release, something that's, you know, along those lines and it's coming out that way or it's something he's trying to sort of wall off and store and doesn't really want to deal with is the other reason you could have a cyst because that's essentially what they are, are stored pockets of fluid. Right. Um, so the metaphysical corollary to that is it's a stored area, stored energy. Well, why is he putting stored energy into these little pockets, right? So mm. that's that's where... That's interesting. You know, yeah. yeah. Th- those are my thoughts anyway. Yeah. I would think that he has a great life. <laughs> oh, no, no comment, no comment on the quality of his life at okay. all. No, this, this could even be past life stuff. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> thank you so much for calling in, and we wish your dog complete health. All right, thank Have you. Have a wonderful day. Thank okay. you so much, Jane. Oh, my thank gosh, you, what a Marie. pleasure. It's been a blast. Oh, my gosh, and people can reach you at? PetEnergyHealer.com. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. We'll have you back on again. Thank you. And next week, we will have Dr. Sheila Dunmerit, naturopath, one of our celebrated um, Washington naturopaths here. Thrilled. We'll be talking about human bodies um, rather than pets. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Joyful blessings. Yeah.